Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we're joined by Senators goaltender, Matt Sogard. It's his third time joining the show. He tells us all about his offseason, being in the NHL with his best buddy Mando, and the impact players like Brady Kachuk and Claude Drew have on the team. Plus, The Athletic released its list of U23 talent. Matt Sogard, of course, on Ottawa's list, but where did they rank league-wide? All that's coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 861 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. A reminder, you can also follow the show wherever you get your podcast, and you can subscribe on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at Send Central, on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. Today is Friday, August 25th in Pilsy. The boys are back in town. Mads is fired up for the year, and so am I. Yeah, it's going to be an absolutely incredible year. The hype for the home opener is building and building and building, and uh, October can't come soon enough, my God. And if you don't get enough on October 14th, the game against the Flyers, 1 p.m., Martian Palooza after details to follow. Pilsy, exclusively on our YouTube link. So go to the YouTube page, the yep. top comment. I will pin it. We're going to give first dibs to the listeners of the show an exclusive ticketing offer for the Sunday game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I believe it's 15, 20%, whatever it is, it's extra money in your pocket to either use at the game or to keep for yourself. So discounted ticket rate in the YouTube comments, whether you're listening, you can pull over, you can, if you're in the car, wherever you are, you can go to YouTube and get our exclusive ticketing partnership. Thank you to the Senators for hooking us up with that. Yeah, and Ross, not only are, is uh, the whole idea of the discounted tickets, but if you do get those tickets, there's a good chance you're going to be sitting in section with other listeners, other Sens fans. So it's all about just getting people together, having a good time, and trying to save you a couple extra shekels. A reminder that in the final two games against Tampa last season in Ottawa, <laughs> the combined score was 14-4. to Yeah, 7-2 victories, both of them. It was awesome. Back to back, and we were boots on the ground for one of them. Great vibe always, and especially at the start of the year when every team thinks it's their year. Speaking of Tampa, we'll just give a quick shout-out. Austin Watson, thank you for your service. A warrior. He signed a PTO, a professional tryout, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And looking at their cap-friendly, Pilsy, I think he could make the team. You know why? Why? You know who their 12th forward is right now on cap-friendly? I wanted to say Rudolph Balsers, but I don't think that's true. Close, Rudolph Balser Center in Belleville. Huh, I'm blanking. Logan Brown. Oh, nice. Nice. 
So obviously center wing, I get it, but I think Austin Watson does have a good chance to uh, to yeah. make that team. I, I like that for him, and I, I think that's uh, a type of player that would thrive there. Now that Corey Perry's not there, now look, I'm not saying Austin Watson's Corey Perry. Just chill out on that, but like you know, maybe, a, maybe more of a Patty Maroon. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a better that's a better scenario. Yeah, so no Corey Perry, no Patty Maroon. So a guy like Austin Watson would kind of fill that void on the fourth line for them. It's unfortunate that uh, his agent miscalculated the market because uh, word is, and I believe Bruce Garriott put this out there, Ottawa did offer him a one-year contract to stay with the team. He wanted multi-year. Instead, he gets multi-day, multi-week in a professional tryout. But all the best to him, man. And if he does make that team, he can remain a Detroit Red Wing killer in the division, (laughs) which would help Ottawa too. So uh, stick taps to Waddy. But just one of many vets on this Senators team that we talked to Mad Sogard about. Mads is still in Denmark. So we're going to throw it right over to this interview. We'll come back and discuss the athletics ranking of Ottawa Senators under 23 talent on the other side. But for now, let's get right to our, t- our interview today with Senators goaltender Mad Sogard. All right, we now welcome a very, very special guest back to Locked On Senators for the third time. It's goaltender Mads Sogard. Mads, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining us. Not much. Thanks for having me again. So you're still in Denmark. You've been working out there all summer. What's the plan to get back for training camp? Uh, I should be arriving on September 3rd uh, to get in a little early before training camp starts and and uh, get on the ice and, uh, and get settled in. So uh, I'm all ready to roll on on game day or sorry our first day of uh of training camp so you come into last season you'd played two nhl games now that number has like more than quadrupled you're at 21 played 19 games does that ease the stress going into training camp i don't know like for me it's it's always the same like i just i just try to prepare as as best as i can during the summer uh for me knowing that i i put in the work and and done everything i could in the off season gives me uh tons of confidence going into it and you know i trust my abilities on the ice uh for me it's just about uh keep doing the right things and i mean training camp is a great opportunity to uh to compete and uh there's uh you know obviously i'm gonna do everything i can to uh to make the management have a, a tough decision to make and uh yeah just uh learn as much as i can uh wherever i am i'm just gonna yeah do my best and uh you know long term like just you know get better and um you know whenever uh my chance comes and and all that i i'm gonna be uh, more developed than i am now and and uh yeah even better for uh for the sense yeah, we're fired up to see what you have in store this season. Now, uh, you're in Denmark now during the off season. Do you have a crew of guys that you're going on the ice with? Like, what's what's kind of your off season schedule back home? Yeah, like we've been we've been lucky to uh, to join the the my hometown uh, pro team, uh, Allboard Pirates. Okay. We're able to uh, to skate with them because we're not a big group of guys here. Like, uh, but me and uh, Nikolai Ehlers from Winnipeg nice. Jets are. Uh, are skating together and, uh, and working out together every day. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, you know, obviously going home and seeing family and friends and, uh, yeah, just seeing everybody back home here. It's, uh, it's been great, but you know, when, uh, when this time of year rolls around, it's, you know, everybody's eager to say, get back and, uh, and get back into it. So 
I'm pumped. I, I think with the experience I got last year, it's, uh, I feel that, you know, it gave me a lot going into the summer and uh, a lot of things for me to work on. So, uh, yeah, it's just been uh, been having a great time uh, preparing as best as I can. So I got so excited to say that it's your third time on the show. Each summer of the last three years, we've been lucky enough to chat with you. With you goalies, we like to leave you alone during the year. Don't <laughs> want to ask a whole lot. Just do your thing. I forgot to mention, this guy's the NHL's Rookie of the Month for February. <laughs> like, you came in red hot there. Your first road game, you're at the Bell Center. Was that a, a step up even with the atmosphere and everything that comes with playing in Montreal? Was that a special game for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, growing up, you know, I, I think uh, you can't think of uh, of a bigger guy than, than Carey Price to watch and, you know, haven't watched as much as I have of him. Um you know, to, to go out and, and play against that team that uh, that he used to play on, that was, uh, that was very special. Uh, going into that building, uh, you know, I talked to lots of guys about it, and you know, you can you can hear the fans as soon as as soon as Montreal gets the puck over the red line, they're they're almost sounding like uh, it's a big chance. So it's just it's an awesome building. I mean, it's uh, it was yeah, I was just fortunate to to get the call and and was able to uh, yeah play a game and. And we got the win, so I was really happy with it. Man, you guys, you got a ton of wins. 4-0-1 in, in your first uh, five decisions uh, last year. Of course, you went in for, for Anton after he suffered that that horrible uh, double MCL injury against Edmonton right after the All-Star break. And, like, you came into a very wild stretch, right? You guys had that comeback win in your first start against Calgary where Debrinket ties it and then Stutzel scores in, in overtime. Then you get to watch, and we're going to get into more of your games, but... We have to talk because we talked to Luciano Mandelazzi. Then we talked to Kevin about it. But you guys had three total NHL starts under your belt between the two of you when Mando started on Long Island. Take me through how you played a supporting role in Mando's big night. I remember – so I remember we played Calgary the night before. Um, and we were, we were driving in, in separate cars, like to the airport. And, like, we called each other, like, as soon as we left the rink. So we were talking to each other all the way, like, to the airport. And then we sat next to each other on the plane and on the bus when we landed in New York to the hotel. And then we chatted again the next day, like, on the game day. And he was obviously, like, he was obviously nervous. Um, But for me, it was just about, like, the one thing I remembered from my first game was just that, you never know how many opportunities you're going to get to play in the best league in the world. And, uh, you know, I remember my dad being probably more nervous than I was for my first game. And I remember telling him, I, you know what, if I give up eight goals tonight on eight shots and I get pulled, it doesn't matter. I play in the NHL. Like I can, I can say that what I dream, dreamt of as a kid, I've achieved. Like I've played in the NHL. So I just told him like, for me, like when I did it, when I had my first game, I remember that game. I remember like how I felt doing the the small TV timeouts and all that. Like soak it all in. Yep. It doesn't matter if you play a thousand or five hundred NHL. You only get one first NHL game. So whatever happens, happens. Just go out and enjoy it. And you know, I probably went over that speech about like five, six times because you know we we chatted so much about it and. It was just so awesome. And then to see him, like, I talked to Ian Cox about it, uh, um, the equipment manager, before the game as well. And we both were like, 
he's so nervous, but it's like good nervous. So you could just tell like as soon as he gets his first shot, as soon as he gets that like, oh, it's just another game, he's going to be unreal. Like, and he was. He, he It was crazy to watch and so happy for him. And he went to the bench and I just – I just laugh and yeah. I told him that hey, take a look, take a look around, look at this. Like this is pretty cool. It's it's fun, and I tell him have some fun. Like, just I mean, just laugh with him, and you know it was fun to see. He was he was having a smile on the entire night. Doesn't matter what happened, and I think that's you know that's the best game I've ever watched him play. And uh, it was just it was so cool. And then to see him finish it off in a shootout too, like it was so cool. Uh, and like such a special moment to to share with uh, with one of your best buddies uh, to yeah to see that it was it was just awesome I was so happy for him and we still chat about it now like you know just having that like like I said that that special moment together was um, yeah just made it really special for me as well. Hope you're enjoying our conversation with Mads. We'll get right back to it, but first a word from our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yep, you guys already know that FanDuel is the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for a good reason, they're North America's number one sportsbook. Why go with anyone else but the best? And you'll be able to find that out for yourself. Check out their app on your mobile device. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. It's easily my favorite sports betting app. And if you're new to FanDuel or new to online sportsbooks, now's the time to get started. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to 200 bucks. So put 20 bucks in, you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. All you have to do is sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. It's right in the heart of the Glebe, right in Ottawa. If you're going to Lansdowne to the market on the weekend or a Red Blacks game or Atletico Ottawa, whoever you're supporting in the area, great place to stop on the way is the Glebe Central Pub. Great food, tasty drinks, and they always create a lively atmosphere. Whether it's tomorrow's live music with Alaire and Dunn, that's going to be a blast. They also have great beer specials whenever you're watching the Red Blacks there at the Glebe Central Pub. So make sure you stop by at 779 Bank Street and give them a follow on social media as well. They're very good at announcing upcoming events at the Glebe Central Pub. For tomorrow's Alaire and Dunn concert, no cover, no minimum, just great vibes inside of the Glebe Central Pub. I'm already looking forward to my trip to the Glebe Central Pub and you can too by going to 779 Bank Street. And when you do, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. That's great food, tasty drinks right in the heart of the Glebe. Go check them out, 779 Bank Street, and let them know Locked On Senators sent you. All right, back to our interview. Here's Mad Sogard. Yeah, when we talked to Mando, we brought up, like, usually when you're a young goalie, like, there's a veteran goalie there that, yeah. you know, has a years of experience that you can lean on and things like yeah. that. But for you guys, it was so unique and it was such a cool story because you're two young guys, but also like you mentioned, like you guys are, are really good friends. So was it kind of just like the feeling like, Hey, this, this is just like being back in Belleville. Like sure. The lights are brighter. There, there's more fans and things like that, but Hey, we're just the two same dudes, and we just That's gotta stop some bucks out here. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I mean, 
we just almost took it as like uh as as a cool road game right like <laughs> nice. not the building we usually play in but we, yeah. we come and we support each other whenever there's a tv timeout and yeah. uh try to keep each other loose and make sure that uh that we're not thinking too much we're just going out there and doing what we're supposed to do uh you know we're we're really good on holding each other accountable of, of doing the right things like uh preparing for games and all that so I think that, you know, whether it's me or him and that, like, you know, we're prepared and we've done everything we could to, to set ourselves up for success. So, like, don't stress about it. Just go out and have some fun. Like, it doesn't matter, like, what it is. Like, it's pretty cool that we get to, you know, to share that. And, you know, like I said, you could just tell as soon as he got that first save, it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, he, he's there. He's got it. It doesn't matter. He's moving well. Everything was good. Like, yeah, it was easy to see, like, early on. One of my favorite stories of all of last season, that and then Dylan Ferguson coming in, stopping 47 in his first game. Like there's some magic uh, pixie dust with uh, you guys coming up. Now you got to back up for the home opener. I'm right about that. Were you up for the home opener? You're on because Talbot was out, right? You, you no, know? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I didn't back up. They Oof. brought in that Helberg. Oh right, okay. Well, okay, that, yeah. yeah. Question that I was, I was going to ask the better atmosphere between home opener and the Chris Neal night. So I'll just go to the Chris Neal night where I know you got to start that one. Like, yeah. what's it like being a part of those ceremonies? Not only kind of seeing the respect that former senators have, and maybe hey, one day I can build a legacy and have that same vibe, but also you're looking at it from a standpoint of a goalie. Like you've got your mental preparation throughout. Like, does that kind of throw a wrench in it having those ceremonies and? How do you alternate your preparation, knowing the game's going to start a little bit later? Yeah, like it, it's it's very different, right? Like you know, you, you sit out on the bench for for quite a while, uh, and it, then right after you go into warmups. Uh, for me, like you know, definitely definitely changing up the the routines, I guess you can say, but you can't really do too much about it, right? Like that's that's such a special moment, and you just got to find a way to play hockey. Like you can't uh, think too much about that and. You know, for me to be able to to be a part of that special night for him too was was uh, a very special moment for me during this this season as well. So um, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was tough that we couldn't get the win for him because because we really wanted that. And um, yeah, it's just uh, it was a little unfortunate, but you know what? It was a, it was a really cool night, and um, and he uh, he got the respect that that he deserves, and. Um, yeah, we're uh, yeah, it's just awesome to be a part of, and you know those small moments is uh, are the things that you look back on here in the in the summertime that you know you get to to participate in those kind of events, and yeah, I mean it's obviously cool to to play the games, but those extra little things like you know Mando playing his first game, and you know Chris Neal and or Giroux scoring his thousand points, like those yeah. are the things you remember and uh, and think back and and have a good smile at. Dude, how about Chris Neal leaving through the penalty box? I thought that was so class. That was, yeah, awesome. that was like, that's so him, right? Like, that's just so fitting. So, it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was like, even for me, when he came in and read the starting lineup and, and he was reading my name out on, on his special night was uh, was something I won't for, forget as well. So, yeah, just special night and lucky to be a part of it. Yeah, that was an awesome night. I got the the jersey uh, retirement yeah, banner yeah, right yeah. there. So that's a night I'll always remember as well. Yeah. Now, I wanted to chat with you. You played 22 games in Belleville and 19 in the NHL. So you basically split your time between the AHL and NHL. As a goalie, how much um, kind of 
synergy is there between the goalie coach in Belleville and the goalie coach in the NHL? Like, is there a big difference what they're working on? Are they kind of chatting with each other? Like, hey, I've been working with Mads with this. Like, keep on going with that. Do they have completely different kind of uh, ideas and setup and drills? Or what's the difference there? Uh, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of difference in in terms of drills, but you know, we all have the same philosophy on, on how to play. Okay. Um, which uh, which is great. Like that's that's what great in, in, in training camp, right? You get to do like uh, you know, you, you play a preseason game and, and you get to go and review it with, with both goalie coaches. And then you get you get a really good chat going and and talk about different situations and you know, they bring it up or I bring it up, right? Like it's uh it's pretty cool. Like I, and I think both guys are, are extremely good at what they're doing and, uh, you know, help me out a lot, both like off the ice and on the ice. And, um, it's just been, uh, it's been awesome. And, uh, like, yeah, like I, I came to Ottawa to, to work with, uh, with Berkey and, and I drove to Toronto to, to skate with Petey. So nice. I, I get to, I get to work with both and, and our two guys that, uh, that I really think can, uh, can and already have helped me with, with my game. So, um yeah just uh very lucky to to have those guys around and uh and have them uh, on an everyday uh basis is uh something that you know you definitely uh take note of and and listen to what they're saying and and trying to implement it as good as you can what's something that maybe the average fan wouldn't expect in your day-to-day routine we just see on the ice you know we see the the mental preparation you're you're famous going to the bench an hour and a half before the game with your <laughs> stick and just sitting there and you know taking it all in but what uh, what's something maybe that uh, that maybe would surprise some that you go through each and every day? Uh, I don't know. Like, um, that's a good question. Honestly, uh, I don't think that I don't think there's anything too special. Like, I mean, I, I have a nice coffee going to the game. I don't know if that's, uh, that's oat something. milk, milk cream. What do you put in it? Uh, I I do oat milk. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I that's probably the only thing and. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like it's different than in the NHL because that's like going to the bench. I've done that for the past six years or something like that. So and no one's ever noticed. And now like my parents are talking about it, and my girlfriend's noticing it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, just let me do me. And like that, no, no cameras, please. Just let me, uh, let me do my eye exercises and uh, and focus. So um, yeah, but. No, I don't think there's anything too special going on. Like I like to, uh, I like to stretch a lot. Like uh, before, uh, like just on an everyday basis, I, I like to to feel loose and um, you know, recovery is a big part of uh, of my day to day life. Even uh, when hockey's not uh, in season or or anything, it's just uh, I like to take care of my body and I like to to treat us or to eat as he- as healthy as I can. And uh, it's been uh, it's been good. I. I have a good girlfriend that uh, that helps me with all that too. So nice. uh, I got uh, I got very lucky there. So who's uh, who's a guy, whether it's on Belleville or NHL, that that has a funny pregame routine? Like any superstitious guys that you're like, oh, here, like start the clock. Here goes uh, this guy doing his thing. Well, Crooker, has yeah, to be one of them. So Crooker is one we've yeah, heard uh, it, has his routine. Dressed like forty minutes before, like Fergie, cool. Fergie too, like. I remember when we he was playing his first game in Pittsburgh. Uh, I never I never played with him before, so that's okay. my first game playing with him. And uh, and I go do like an hour and a half before I go to the to the bench to sit and do it because it doesn't matter if I'm playing or not. I just I always prepare the same. 
Yeah. So I do, I do my eye exercise and I get off, like I get off the bench and there's usually about like maybe at that time would be maybe 35 minutes to warm up starts. And I go in and the locker room is like next door down the, down the tunnel um, in Pittsburgh. And I go down, I go in through the locker room. So it's 35 minutes and Fergie's like putting his pads on, like he's done everything before. I was like, and I went over to him, he's had his headphones on and everything. I was like, do you know, like the time there's like 35 minutes. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all good. And he, he's such <laughs> a dialed in guy. Like, so I'm like, okay, you just do, you know, like, that's fine. But I couldn't believe how early he got dressed. Like, okay. I know I'm like, I'm on the other end. I get dressed as fast as I can just cause I feel then like, my warm up like goes over to the ice and I feel warm on the ice. I yeah. feel if I sit you can transition long, better. Yeah. You're not just yeah. hanging around. Yeah. He was like getting dressed 45 minutes before going on the ice. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like I seriously thought that he thought we were going on at like 30 or something like that when it was, we go on at I think 16 or something like that. Yeah. I could not believe it. And I like kept thinking like all through my warm up, I was like, he must be like, his feet must be killing him right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the one. And, yeah, like, same with Crooker. Crooker, like, goes out and stands, like, in the hallway for 10 minutes or something like that. I don't even, and like, staring darts through. Like, I walked by when you guys were in Manitoba last year. Yeah. And he, he looks like he's ready to commit a murder. Like, yeah. he, he's dialed in. It's yeah. awesome. And then, like, when I got called up, not last, not this year, but the year before, I remember skating around in warm-ups and like I was backing up in Montreal and uh, the last drill had just finished. So everybody's just going around shooting into the empty net. And uh, I remember just there's a couple pucks laying. So I just took a puck and, and fired in the open net and I did it again. And then uh, Tim Stutzler, he was like he was yelling on the ice. He's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> I didn't look. So he was like collecting pucks because he's shooting a certain amount of pucks. So I was stealing Timmy's pucks <laughs> and he just like, this guy's stealing my pucks out here. Like, I was like, oh, sorry, I'm not used to this. All right, guys. Hope you're enjoying our chat with Mads, a hashtag goalie friendly show. Always a good time. But we got to let you know about one of our favorite sponsors, Ross's favorite sponsor. Oh, I'm itching to get in here and talk about Shawarma Palace. And I was actually talking off camera with Mads. He's telling me his favorite place in Ottawa to eat is Shawarma Palace. Of course it is. How could it not be your also never too far away from a shawarma palace by having uber eats the exclusive delivery partner of shawarma palace they also have seven locations in ottawa scattered across town they have the three downtown you can get one at bank and hunt club you can get one all the way out in orleans shout out orleans all you people out there and you can also get one you lucky cats at carlton university right in the food court or if you're shopping at sailor shopping center you can go there too now, why is Shawarma Palace the best place to go in Ottawa for Shawarma? Well, just think of the history. 1997, they opened their doors and they've expanded ever since. So a sign of recurring guests like we have with Matt Sogard. But also, when you go to Shawarma Palace, you know you're not going to get skimped on the portion size. It's always extremely generous and fresh, whether you're talking about the salad in the platter or you're talking about the hummus, the garlic sauce, everything that comes with it, the pickled turnips, the fresh pita, all of it just creates this synergy of delicious energy. So go fuel fill yourself at Shawarma Palace. Eat like a royal. Eat today at Shawarma Palace. 
Now let's get back to our chat with Mad Sogard. Oh man, Montreal fans must have loved that. They give it to him pretty good there, hey? Yeah, like I, I think it went, it went like a little under the radar, but yeah, he was like, he was coming off warm. He's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, sorry, man, I, I didn't know. What's he like now? Because you know, you see him come in, and, and he was like a young kid. Now he, he must be comfortable. I mean, he's putting up 90 points. Like, was there some? Was there one moment maybe that you saw, whether it was from the bench or or from the crease, where you're like, wow, this guy's a superstar? Just every day, like it's like. He, you can't even like pick one one moment because he's he just brings it every day. Like it's it's crazy to see the stuff he does like with and without the puck, and it's just crazy. Like he's such a good player, and it's it's just yeah, it's it's crazy that you get to see that like and play with a guy like that, and you know you you definitely think twice when he he's coming in on you because you know he can do whatever with the puck. So um, yeah, just have a chance to play with a guy like. And just the way he is off the ice, too. He's just, you know, he's a guy with confidence, but he's one of the nicest guys. And, um, you know, he uh, even offered me to, to stay with him, like, uh, while I was up as well. Um, you know, just my my family was coming, so it was a little bad timing. But otherwise, he, he was re- willing to, to let me stay with him, too. So he helped me a lot, like, both on and off the ice. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's so cool to, to be around a guy like that and, uh yeah, you know, you definitely learn from him every day because he certainly brings it. One of my favorite uh, moments from him last season was actually that, that win against Calgary, your first win of the season. Yeah. I think he had 2-1, uh, and one, if, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 2-2, two and two, and he came after. He said that was the worst game I've ever played. Like, <laughs> just so hard on himself, eh? But, that's, but that's, what, that's, what, that's what happens, right? Like, you know, I, I, obviously he, he cares. Like, he must be caring about, like, points for sure. Like, I think every player does, but... He's more like focused on the process. Like, like you yeah. said, he comes off the ice and has what two goals and one assist or include uh, two, two assists in the last three minutes of the game. Yeah, from down three one to tie, and then yeah. scores, then scores the overtime winner. And he's like, "That's my worst game, right?" Like that's because he's so focused. Like that's just, but you, you get to see that on an everyday basis, and uh, I don't think there's anyone harder on himself than than him. So, um, yeah. He, uh, it's awesome to be around a guy like that. And, and like I said, just, uh, you know, when you're around guys like that, uh, you just try to soak it all in and learn as much as you can. And, uh, yeah, whatever, uh, whatever you can take from that, you, you definitely take. Dude, you're hard on yourself too, man. You got to give yourself a break every once in a while. We see after the games, like it's on me, it's my fault. What'd you think of the captain saying he's our guy after that game? And I got to ask you about that goal first. You know what? How long do you have to cover the puck for before they blow the whistle? That Colorado game? Yeah, yeah, I would do. Got it for five that seconds. That was wild. That was tough, right? But you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, you can't really. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what. I don't have any words for it. I, I, I don't know what to say to it. It's just, uh, I, I, I thought I had it. That's uh, you had it. You had it. You had it. That's all I gotta say. I, I don't want to. Yeah, you, you you don't need to you don't need to say anything. But the thing that pissed me off the most is you had it, you held it, and everyone did the okay plays over type body posture. Like everyone's like skating away, everyone's like stopping, and then I, I forget who it is, but that Colorado Avalanche player that just kept digging. Like I'll I'll tell you who it is because it was Lars Eller, so it was another Danish guy. Oh, so true, yeah. 
So, so did you did you chat with him after the game about it, or have you guys exchanged no, no, words? Like, or after that game, there's there's a lot of things uh, going on because I I think there's a uh, a lot of uh, people wanting to hear what I thought about the goal and just uh, didn't uh, didn't do media that day and uh, yeah I I didn't agree on it, but at the end of the day, I don't get to make the call, so I'm just gonna maybe hold it for a little bit longer next time. <laughs> So you don't have to say it, but we will. This is the title of our episode the, the, oh, day, yeah. the day after that happened. <laughs> you can read it yourself there. And the title is Incompetent Refereeing Highlights Senators Lost to Colorado Avalanche. Oh, my goodness. We okay. had your back there, bro. We had I like it. <laughs> hey, yeah. when you're a three-time guest, you're a friend of the show. We're your pit bulls, man. You don't oh, have to love it. And we're a goalie-friendly show. We'll, we'll always that. look after the attendees. Um, yeah, I love it. Now you talked about uh, Tim Stutzla and kind of his uh, and, and what he's like being around on the team. What can you tell us about a guy like Claude Giroux? Like that must have been like we talked about it when he was coming to Ottawa and all throughout the season. Like he just seemed like the exact piece that this team needed. Like sure, you've got the young studs Brady, Timmy, Thomas Shabbat. You've got all these guys that are up and coming, but it really seemed like this team needed a veteran that can that can just add their wealth of experience to the team. T- tell yeah. us a little bit what Claude was like hanging around every day. He's awesome. Like he's such a nice guy. And uh, you know, just like the biggest thing with him is I think that when he's not playing his best game, he still finds a way to, to bring something yep. like there's not one game I can think of when, where he didn't like bring something like he, he, he just has like, like when you're not on your A game, like his like unbelievable B game, like he doesn't like he's not far off. Um, so I think just like how he does it and, and how he prepares and all that, it's like you know he's just like a, a pro athlete. He's like the the definition of a pro athlete, and uh, yeah, to be around guys like that, it's it's special. Uh, and for me to like that's probably one of the most special moments for me on, during the season was. Uh, was when he scored his, uh, his thousand point, like, Call you know, he, yeah, I, I don't even have words for it. It's just so cool. And, you know, to hear the roar he got from the crowd after, like, no, he deserves all of that. And, you know, he was, he was really good to me, like, you know, throughout my time up and, um, and helping me into, uh, into the league. He always found a way to put a smile on my face and, uh, joke around and all that so he's just the definition of a pro and and you know just someone that everybody looks at and and if he speaks everybody listens because you know he's that guy no doubt and i heard he's pretty competitive what do you is it sewer ball you guys are playing pickleball what do you guys have going on as a team right now and where do you fit in the leaderboard uh i think some of the guys are playing pickleball and sewer ball but they usually they usually played before the game and uh, the I'm a little goalie, so I yeah, I uh, I got my own routine going on, but so not to uh, not to end with that, but uh, but me and I, I don't know, me and Mando used to uh, play rock paper scissors or what? No, 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 no. We would do uh, we play ping pong against each other every day. Nice. Uh, and we'd uh, we trick ourselves into thinking it was it would help us on the ice and <laughs> and all that. So yeah, we we had a really good time with that, and that yeah, was fun. So. Uh, I think I got the best of him, but uh, we'll see. Maybe he comes back this year stronger. 
But you can uh, say like the entire length of the table. I mean, it's kind of an unfair reach advantage, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Mandel's not a small guy either. Fair. My <laughs> no, my billet family was in was just in Denmark this week. Uh, nice. from Medicine Hat because my uh my billet mom is Danish. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were just in uh in Denmark. So I went to 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 visit them and and my uh my former billet dad wanted to play ping pong against me and like we just like started playing a little bit. He's not uh, the tallest guy, so I put one just over the net, and he like jumped on the table to go get it. <laughs> like it was hilarious to see, but yeah, just fun. I, I like playing ping pong. I think it's uh, like I get competitive with it too. So uh, yeah, I like it. Awesome, that's awesome. Um, I've just got a couple more for you. I think Pilsy's got one more too. I want to ask about uh, Craig Anderson because he's obviously retired now. I think you got one, if not two, training camps with him. Do you have any memories of kind of meeting him or, or him helping you into your first couple camps? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, my first camp, we all went to uh, former goalie coach, Pierre Grew. We went to uh, to his house for, for dinner. So all the goalies went there, uh, which was great. Uh, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Um, I think the biggest thing for, for me, like watching a guy like that is like, it's unbelievable how good he like reads the game. Like it's it's crazy, and um, you know some of the equipment guys uh, on Ottawa would tell me that like some days he'd come to practice and say I'm only making stick saves today, and he'd just like <laughs> bat away pucks with his stick, and he'd like do it right, like wow. And players would get I think players would get a little annoyed because he's making saves that way, and it's like it shouldn't be like it's this is the NHL. <laughs> we gotta ask Mark. Remember to ask Math about that next time we have uh, have him on. Yeah. yeah I, I can't remember who told like one of the equipment staff guys told me that he'd like go to morning skate and he would like he'd, sometimes he'd do that uh, and and it would work like which is crazy, dude. Um, so but, yeah, no, but uh, to, for me to play my last game like of the season like playing against him, just uh, you know to see what it meant to to him and um, yeah, I think it was very fitting like very fitting for him to play his last game against Ottawa where. Uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a star for many years here and, um, you know, all the way up until he, he left the club, I think. So, uh, yeah, just awesome to, to get an opportunity to, to play in a game like that against him and, um, you know, shake his hand after and, and let him know that, uh, he's been a big, uh, big role model for, for me and, uh, and someone that I looked to, uh, on my first camp and, and he was there to, to help me out. So, uh, very, very uh, cool moment. And, I mean, doesn't matter if it's the last game or not. I still like to get the win. But it is what it is. And, uh, you know, happy for him. And, uh, obviously, uh, wish him all the best uh, going forward. And, yeah, I, I, you know, you can you just look at those guys. Like I said, you know, you talked about the guys early. And you just try and learn from those guys. And, and you know, to to be at a camp with, with Craig is uh, something that I was uh, very happy I I got the opportunity to do and uh, and learn from him because uh, he's one of the good ones. Yeah, greatest goalie in sense history, bar none, uh, yeah. for my money. Uh, who who mentioned? Was it Brady's idea? Who's mentioned to to stay out there and shake Craig's hand after the game? I don't remember honestly. I think it yeah, was. I, I think it was like just like everybody knew that was going to happen. Uh, awesome moment. Like you talk yeah. about the Giroux goal. Like that's one of the best moments of the year for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. Uh, you know, I think 
I just think everybody knew that that was going to happen. And, and I think maybe some guys forgot about it, like, uh, and went down to the locker room and they made sure to come straight back as, you know, there's, there's some things that are bigger than hockey and, you know, he's done so much for, uh, for the organization of Ottawa. And I think the least we can do, whether or not we won or lost is, uh, shake his hand and give him a hug and, and let him know what he did for, uh, for our organization and um, helped us to, uh, to where the organization is, is at today. So uh, that's honestly the least we can do. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool for, for me to, to look back on and, and say that uh, like you guys just said that, that I, I actually got to play against uh, the best goalie in, in sense history. Oh, yeah. Andy's the man. Absolutely. Uh, Mads has been awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Last question for me. I, I'm always interested in hearing uh, guys that um, are getting a taste of NHL experience. So what was your favorite road game? Like, what was a road game where you're like, oh, wow, I've maybe you've never been to that city, you never been to that arena, or you just had a great game and it felt good to get the W? Uh, what was your favorite road game in the NHL last year? Mm, I want to say... Uh, Chicago? <laughs> I actually didn't play in Toronto. No, no, Chicago. Pillsy, oh, Chicago. Pillsy I said at, favorite road game. Pillsy was at that game. I'm more giving it to Pillsy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my favorite. Let's just put it. <laughs> uh, I would say either uh, Seattle or Montreal, I think. Uh, Seattle just because I thought it was so funny. They had two of those uh, Jumbotrons or whatever. Yeah, true. That is weird. Yeah, that kind of threw me off first because, like, you look at it and you're looking at, like, the the tip of it. Um, so that was very weird, but it felt really cool. And, like, I don't know, for me, like, it sounds so weird, but I kept thinking of, like, when I was, like, a little kid and, like, I'd make, like, my own team in NHL and do, like, different colors because you're not used to seeing those colors on an NHL yeah. team. So I I would be in the game and I think like I just like I'm playing against someone that made a team seeing <laughs> this, but like the atmosphere is great and yeah. and uh, it's a cool building to play in and yeah Montreal like we talked about it earlier here like that's just a special building and uh, yeah very cool to to get the chances that I got and you know definitely going into the summer leaves a guy uh, more hungry than ever so I've uh, done my best to prepare as good as I can now. I'm just excited to to get going. Hey, too bad Dax wasn't uh, in net there against you in Seattle. Would that have been a cool experience? That would have been awesome. I that would have been awesome. That would uh, that would have been the cherry on top for sure. Hey, good for him. A hey, one way contract next year. That's yeah, awesome. I texted him. I'm so happy for him. Like I texted right. him as soon as I saw it. It's uh, you know he's so deserving of it to yep. to see him what he did with Coachella this year and see him get that close to uh, to winning a championship. Uh, no, I was I was rooting for him, um, but. You know what he uh, he did very well and and uh, he's going to continue doing that because uh, he's uh, he's a very good goalie and I don't think it's going to be uh, long until he's going to be uh, full time uh, in the NHL. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, he was drafted a few years before you, man. So just keep on the same trajectory. But my final question for you, and, and we yeah. just got asked, and it's a brief one, but when the Sens signed Corpusallo, what's your immediate reaction to that? And have you had any chance to interact with him uh, throughout the summer? Yeah, no, I, I haven't talked to him. Uh, I haven't talked to him, but, um, you know, for me, it's, uh, like I said, uh, I'm just, you know, you definitely have, a like, a, an idea of something's going to happen. You, you don't know what it is, but I, I didn't think too much about it. I'm just, uh, excited to, to get to, to know him and excited to, to work with him as well. And, you know, guys like that are, are someone that you can, you can learn from and, 
and you want to learn from. So uh, for me, it's just about competing even harder and, uh, you know, make it, like I said early on, make it a, a tough decision for, for the management, uh, whatever's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, excited to uh, to get back to work and uh, excited to, you know, yeah, keep pushing for for the goal here. Yeah, well, seven goalies played for Ottawa last yeah. year, so it's not that he comes in, you're not going to get your opportunity, man. Just yeah. keep it up. We, uh, we appreciate you for being a friend of the show. Your brother is a superstar broadcaster in the making. So <laughs> he'll, join, he'll join you anytime. <laughs> yeah, damn right. We'll have to get the inside scoop. We need to share some recipes from the bakery for us, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, such, yeah. such a beauty. Great family, man. And uh, we're excited to see. Hey, final, final question. Can you unveil the mask? What's coming on the helmet? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I will have something for you guys later on. I'll, I'll let you guys know. But Can we break it? Can you send us a picture? We'll, we'll put it on Twitter? For sure. No yes. problem. But, we'll, yeah, like yeah. I texted them today, and I think they're still waiting for uh, – for my uh like for the mask to arrive at the studio so okay. i'll uh i'll have to wait i asked him today but shouldn't take too long and uh yeah you guys can break it whenever you guys want wait nice. did i just see it someone just okay no there's red on it phew i thought mando was going with the all white pads this year what what's your setup gonna look like uh it's gonna be more white this year i you know what i love that it was red but um it was just a little like there's it sounds weird, but it was too much going on when I looked down on it. So it's going to be more white, probably more boring, but uh, more white and, uh, yeah, a little simple but classic. Let's say that. All okay. right. Nice. Simple but classic. There's the theme for the year. Mads, have a great rest of your summer, man. Safe travels to Ottawa, and we look forward to seeing you at main camp in less than a month. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, stick taps to Mads for joining us. Really fun conversation and Pilsy. The best part of it is we are going to get to break Mads Sogard's new helmet on our Twitter at Send Central. Yeah, we love talking goalie gear and I can't wait to see what Mads comes up with. And just quickly, Ross, speaking of goalie gear, how about the newest work from Shifty on Joey Decord's helmet in Seattle? My God, that thing looks fresh. It looks really nice. It's t- it's talent personified when you look at what Shifty does, a, a helmet painter who we actually had on the show. So if you yeah. want to go check out his latest work for Joey Decord, you can go find that on our Twitter at Send Central as well. This is a great gear time of year for all you gear nerds, out here, myself included. When guys are switching, we already saw Thomas Shabbat is now a Bauer guy. He's been CCM forever. Whereas Timmy went from Bauer to CCM. So a little one for one trade there, but <laughs> Let's talk about Tim Stutzla because he was number one for the athletics list of top Ottawa Senators, 23 and under. So Brady Kachuk has graduated. He'll be 24 in in, a, in less than a month. Like they got to get to the playoffs for, for Brady at this point. Let's be serious. For all of us. <laughs> I'm just going to go through it and let me know if, if the ranking is like, eh, I don't know. The team ranks seventh. And that in large part is because Tim Stutzla and Jake Sanderson are one and two. Corey Cronman calls Tim Stutzla an elite NHL player. Jake Sanderson, a bubble NHL all-star and top of the lineup player. They have Shane Pinto at number three, slightly ahead of Ridley Gregg. Then Mad Sogard at number five. They have him in the starting goalie tier, um, which is, is really nice to see. Then it's Zach Stapchuk at six, Tyler Boucher at seven, Tyler Clevin at eight, Oscar Pedersen at nine, Lassie Thompson, 10, Roby Arventi, 11, and then the rest is 
has a chance to play. So my biggest qualm here, two of them actually, like what's Levy Marilinen done to not get any respect? This guy just led a men's league in shutouts last year, one of the best leagues in the world. I think that he needs a little bit more. Maybe that year in Kingston skewed him when he had Ben Roger and others being on his decor. And then you look elsewhere, Stephen Halliday, we, we discussed with him, three guys had more assists than him in the Big Ten last year, and they're all top five picks. So I don't know how Stephen Halliday is getting disrespected like this. Yeah, and like Levy played in the NHL last year and had some time in the AHL. I think maybe he just didn't want to put two goalies on the list. I don't know. I don't know if that's a factor. Uh, people not showing enough love to the attendees. Classic. Um, maybe the one... It's not like it's a top 10, though, Pilsy. Like, Roby was 11th, so it's, it's yeah, like... Yeah, fair. It's almost like he got to decide the cutoff. I, th- I think maybe you just want to see a bigger sample size from Levy. Although, I mean, he had he played Liga. Like, that's a pro league, and he dominated. So that's, that's a fair uh, kind of qualm. I think maybe the one thing I would do is flip Tyler Boucher and Tyler Clevin. I think I would have Tyler Clevin one spot ahead just because, again, he, he's got NHL games under his belt, and he, he looks like... He's already poised to have a chance to get an NHL spot as soon as this season. Now, I'm not saying that's impossible for Tyler Boucher, but Tyler Boucher's got to stay healthy and he's got to have some consistency in the AHL, I think, before he gets his chance in the NHL. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bet on him, though. I, I'm really excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get it twisted. This isn't uh, Tyler Boucher uh, da- downplaying his ability. This is more up playing Tyler Clevin. Yeah, no, very fair. I love that. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts for me are I'm just I'm just excited to get things going here. Like the off season is fun, but like once the draft is done, once all the free agent hype is done, now we're just kind of hanging around waiting for the RFAs and Sokolov and Pinto to get signed. And uh, I want to keep things moving and get to the season here. Let's go. Well, I'm glad you brought up RFAs, right? Because we had a few signings yesterday and some yeah, of the bigger ones were, were a year out with, with uh, Austin Matthews most notably, but Evan Bouchard has signed. Yeah. Alexi Lafreniere has signed two years, $2.3 million. It's getting to be a pretty bare bones list of RFAs who haven't signed Shane yeah. Pinto, Trevor Zegris and Jamie Drysdale leading the pack right now as guys who are tick tock with camp right around the corner. My final thoughts. I want to give a shout out to the Ottawa Senators for making a $75,000 donation to the Ottawa Food Bank in order to yes. over 21,300 meals to food insecure families in Ottawa. Um, I really, really like when the Sens do things in the community, and this is just another example. They will also be addressing this immediate need by inviting fans to bring non-perishable items to upcoming Canadian Tire Centre events. So whether you're there for a concert, a comedy show, whatever, if you have any non-perishable food items that you're willing and able to give, then all the best. Is that for every game, Ross? No, it, it just says for events for now. Obviously, the, the next oh, game okay. for a few weeks, but there's there's certainly going to be concerts and other things. So, um, yeah, the doors to the CTC are still open despite no ice yet. <laughs> yeah, can't wait for ice in there. Ooh. Next week, organizational value rankings. We're getting to it. So stay tuned for all that. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening. And a reminder, you can share that link with the ticket deal with anyone in your family, your friend circle. It's all available. A little hat tip from us here at LOSP for all the support. Over a thousand videos on YouTube now. Over a thousand episodes if we're including the postcast. And can't wait. 
for season five. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>